Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thursday night football will kick us off in week three, and we have got it all for you on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I am Chris Carlin. He is Chris Canty, and the Steelers and the Browns are getting together tonight. Christopher, how goes the battle? Oh, man, this is going to be an interesting matchup, a lot of storylines, and of course, the quarterbacks are going to be front and center. Jacoby Brissett, the big question with him is, can he keep the Browns' playoff hopes afloat until Deshaun Watson gets back in, what, week 12? Mm -hmm. And Mitch Trubisky, can he hold on to the starting job beyond tonight's start? Well, the answer to that is no. I don't see it. Are you saying no to both or no to the latter? I'm saying no to the latter. Okay. To the latter. Deshaun Watson, who knows what the Browns are going to be able to do. They have a good defense. You know, Miles Garrett is outstanding. They should be 2-0. For me, the jury is out on the Browns. And they yes, should be 2-0. They 2-0. should be 2-0, but yes. they're not. And they are where they are. But as far as the Steelers are concerned and Mitch Trubisky, to me, this has to be it if you're Pittsburgh. You, you have to wonder how willing you're going to be to throw away an entire season. And when I have an opportunity to get my young quarterback out there after Mitch Trubisky shows yet again that he's not going to destroy you, but he's also not going to help you win. He's just going to be there. When he shows you that, Chris, your offense needs a spark. And as much as we publicly get frustrated by seeing something like that, especially if you're a fan of the team, we also have to consider what's going on in the locker room. And what I saw the other day was a lot of guys who were somewhat demonstrative on the field with their frustrations with the offense. And I expect to see more of that tonight if it continues in the first half. Well, even after the game, right, we heard George Pickens saying that he was open 90% of the time. And then Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh, declining to comment on Pickett's comments. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's something to be said when you have receivers who, by nature of their position, rely on the quarterback to do their job coming out there and being critical of their quarterback not being able to get them the football. Now, when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, the easy culprit or the easy position group to point the finger of blame would be the offensive line. Well, Carlin, hate to break this news to all of the people out there that are football fans, but the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line and pass block win rate is 11th in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. Not terrible. Not terrible. It's not terrible. And the sacks that Mitch Trubisky took, three sacks against the New England Patriots one, last week. One of which was just unconscionably bad by oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, of by course. Him, not them. Yeah, Matt Jadon walked him down as he was scrambling outside on the edge of the uh, edge of the defense. Like, yep. that, that can't happen. But I'm looking at the sacks that Mitch Trubisky has taken. It's not because of quick pressure from the Patriots' defensive front. It's because Mitch is patting the ball way too long and being indecisive in terms of where he wants to go. And I'm sorry, but the benefit of having a veteran quarterback at this stage of the game, starting him as opposed to starting Kenny Pickett, is that that guy would be able to make quick decisions, be able to go through the progression and operate the offense. That's not what we're seeing from Mitch Trubisky. And so if you're not going to get that from him, 
and your offense is going to struggle to sustain drives, which they have, then why not go to Kenny Pickett? I don't understand the argument against it. I can see it at halftime tonight. I could definitely see it at halftime tonight. Sal and I had the discussion at halftime the other day. It was going so poorly. <clears throat> and I could absolutely see it this evening on a on the road against a good Cleveland defense. But it's going to be one of those scenarios where Mitch is not throwing three picks. But he's also just not doing anything to inspire. And he's not doing anything to make plays. And let's, and be, cl- let's be clear. You said he not, it is not throwing multiple picks in the game. Yeah. He threw a pick in the second possession of that game against the Patriots Which this was past a Sunday. Pick. He almost threw another pick trying to target Pat Fryermuth later on in the second quarter. Almost did. That, that, that should have been an interception. But let's also be fair. He hadn't thrown one in the first game, and he didn't throw one all in the preseason. Yeah, that's great, hey, Carlin. But it took five turnovers hey. in the first game for them to win by a field goal as, as time expired in overtime. Chris. He's not the answer. We all know it. There's never going to be a perfect time to run him out there, okay? There's just never going to be a perfect time. So whether it's tonight at halftime or 10 days from now when they're playing against the Jets, I got news for you. It doesn't get easier for them to try and do it. You want to run him out there when you go to Buffalo? Mm. I don't think so. You got Tampa at home. I think we've established their defense is pretty good. Like, no scenario is going to be ideal, so why not try to get as close to it as I can? If this guy shows tonight he's not capable of making plays and winning and helping to win the game, then I, I don't know why we're still talking about it, and I, I really need to emphasize this. For everybody that's concerned about, and there aren't many of you left at this point after watching Trubisky for two games, no. but <clears throat> for anybody that's concerned about playing a young quarterback at the right time, I once again emphasize, he is not 20, he is 24. He has played 50 games in college. This is not your typical rookie quarterback. Here's the other thing, Carlin. The guy is a first-round pick. Yeah, I get that it wasn't a deep quarterback class, but the Pittsburgh Steelers took him with a first-round pick. And you couldn't know them know him better than they did. Yeah, exactly, because they share a facility with the Pitt Panthers. So that's the school he played at in college. They have all the information they need about Kenny Pickett and his football acumen and his readiness to compete at this level. Beyond that, Carlin, the issue that I have is this. Quarterbacks, especially guys that are first-round picks, they're going to spe- step in, and most most of the time, more often than not, it's going to be a less than ideal situation. Yeah, Everything is not going to be perfect. It's not going to be the greatest skill position core in the world. It's not going to have the best offensive line in the world. Like, there's going to be something that you have to overcome. And I don't understand the crowd that's saying, well, we can't put him in there because the offensive line is terrible and, and we don't want him to get beat up. At some point, you're going to have to overcome that. That's just what it is. The Pittsburgh Steelers can't afford to punt on the season. Not what they got invested on this team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So at some point, Kenny Pickett is going to have to step in. And my thing is this. He wouldn't be the first quarterback that was asked to overcome a shaky offensive no. line. We no. saw it with Joe Burrow last year in his first full season as a starter after being cut in half during his rookie season by that same offensive line, thanks to Chase Young. We saw it with Kyler Murray in 2019, Carlin, where he was the most sacked quarterback in the National Football League. How'd that work out for the Arizona Cardinals? Mm-hmm. Pretty damn good, right? Yeah. Deshaun Watson, the same thing. In his first full season in the National Football League, he was the most sacked quarterback. Did he overcome that? Did he become one of the top 10 quarterbacks in our game? Yes. 
So all I'm simply saying is a shaky offensive line doesn't automatically equate to a quarterback not being able to realize their potential. And that's the problem that I have with the crowd that's saying Mitch Trubisky needs to continue to be the starting quarterback while the Pittsburgh Steelers are continuing to lose games. Chris, let me ask you this question. I know it's Mike Tomlin, so it's very hard to even fathom this idea. Hmm. But considering we've already seen some frustration from guys in that locker room, how long before they're really looking at Mike like, what are we doing here? It ain't going to be long, especially, yeah. especially tonight going up against the Cleveland Browns defense. Yeah. I mean, I know it's Tomlin. I know he's a player's guy. I know how much they love him. How much leeway does he get as opposed to the normal coach? Well, he's got a lot of rope because he's got a Super Bowl on his resume, mm-hmm. and, and he's never been below 500 as a coach. So there's a lot of trust built up between him and the guys in that locker room. But that being said, the guys in that locker room see Trubisky and Kenny Pickett every single day. Yep. And so they know who is who, and they know what Trubisky can do, they know what he can't do, they know what Pickett can do, and they know what he can't do. And I have a hard time believing that in watching those practices and watching the reps that Kenny Pickett hasn't flashed more big play potential than Mitch Trubisky. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. <clears throat> we want you to be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hit us up at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, Mm, mm, the mm. one fans deserve. The man to ask the question to is with us right now. He is ESPN football analyst Marcus Spears, who joins us on the call-in line as we speak. Marcus, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. We appreciate the time as always. Great to have you with us, and let's just get right into it. When should the Steelers make the decision and go to Kenny Pickett? Today. Today, man. Listen, Mm. if this was about you thinking that your offense could be productive um, and Mitchell was just far outweighing what you think um, Kenny could do, we would be having a different conversation. Um, you don't know if Kenny Pickett is going to make you better. You don't know how the team may rally around him. And I think it's worth testing that out, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, of quarterbacks when you can get a spark or when you can change potentially a dynamic of your offense, you go with that. You try to get it done. And everything that I've known about Mike Tomlin is that winning is the most important thing. And I cannot, based on these two weeks, um, that we've seen Mr. Trubisky say that Mike Tomlin feels like this is a better situation than going ahead and going with Kenny Pickett, man. I just I can't imagine him thinking that. So I would say do it. Do it with confidence. And guess what, guys? If Kenny Pickett don't play well and it don't work out, you was going to suck anyway. Mark, I got to ask you about the other side of the ball for the Steelers. Last week against the New England Patriots, no sacks, only three quarterback hits. What have you seen from that defensive front with T.J. Watt out of the lineup? Yeah, man, this is, that's a great question. See, and they got a different challenge tonight, obviously, with this running game from Cleveland. But, I mean, we all know how important J.J. Watt is. You and I played with the Marcus where you know how much easier having D-Ware out there made our job. And when you lose that, other guys, you know, it's cliche to say other guys got to step up. But I think Cam Hayward is as good as he gets at the defensive tackle spot. He has to have more of an impact. And I think Cam 
would even tell you that. But ultimately, man, it's just about stepping up. You don't have TJ. You don't have a guy. Cause you remember, you and I could look to be where and be like, hey, bro, you got to get home. And he would get home. And that's the type of guy that TJ White is. I think it has to be by committee, um, especially going into tonight when you know you got a team that's not only physical and running the football, they also give you different looks schematically, gap. They give you zone. They give you wham. They, they, they bring a lot of things to the table. And I think the interior guy who you know to be your unquestioned leader in camp, he has to get all of those guys to rally and everybody has to up their level of play. And that's just the reality. I know we like to act like um, it's not effective. You know, we hear next man up and guys got to step up. It ain't that simple when you lose the defensive player of the year. It's levels to this. So I think as a whole, as a unit, especially that front seven, they got to figure out how, how do we function at an elite level or a high level without T.J. being in the game, and who's going to be that one guy that we can look to to say, hey, we need to make a play, and they can go make a play. Marcus Spears, ESPN football analyst, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. All right, Marcus, I want to play for you some comments that Jerry Jones had just a few minutes ago uh, about his quarterbacks, Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. So you'd want that? You'd want that controversy? Of course I would. Okay. Of course that means we'd won. If he comes in here and played as well as Prescott played, Rush played that well over these next games ahead, I'd walk New York to get there. <laughs> do you think he can do that? Uh, well, I don't know that, but uh, uh, I've, I would uh, – you can't find on record where I said I thought Dak Prescott could do it when he had the – when he stepped in and had the chance to do that, but he did it. All right, what do you make of those comments, Marcus? Is that anything that is helpful or harmful? <laughs> oh my God, man! Like, <laughs> just, don't, bro, just don't get in front of the mic, bro. Um, on on one level, I get what he's saying. He hoping that Cooper Rush plays well enough that people say, "Damn, look at Cooper Rush, he balling." You know how this league goes. You know how talk happens around if a guy have a good game. I remember these same conversations, and you guys can relate to when Tyler, when, when Huntley played well at Baltimore. Is he better suited for the job than Lamar Jackson? Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Or am I the only one? Yeah. So, so that's what Jerry's saying. But, but, like, I don't think Jerry, bro. <laughs> I don't think he really understands that when he's and I, and I know this is going to sound crazy. I don't know if he understands when he says things like that, that because it's such show business when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys that people are going to automatically assume that it is a quarterback competition if Cooper Rush plays well. America is not a quarterback competition if Cooper Rush plays well. Cooper Rush can go out here against the Giants Monday night and throw nine touchdowns, Okay. <laughs> that is not going to change the fact that Dak Prescott is making $40 million a year. There is no quarterback controversy in Dallas that is going to happen with any quarterback as of right now because the starting quarterback makes $40 million a year and he's playing really good football in this league. Does he need to do more? Yes. Is he trending towards being the Kirk Cousins of the Cowboys, meaning – he has great stats, 
and can't win the, the important games when they come along, potentially. Dak has to prove himself out of that. But ultimately, when it comes to Cooper Rush and what Jerry said, so I can clean it up for the rest of America, it will not be a quarterback controversy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, there's always a lot of noise surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. And after the first two games, a lot of that has been about Micah Parsons, who's been putting on a show, man. You're talking about a guy with four sacks and seven quarterback hits. We had some comments from arguably the greatest defensive player of all time and Lawrence Taylor, who said that he will see Micah Parsons up close and personal because he will be in the building in MetLife Stadium on Monday night to watch the Cowboys take on the New York football giants. Your thoughts on LT yeah. comparisons, um, the people making LT comparisons about Micah Parsons and LT being at the game and what that potentially means. Man, first of all, it should be an honor that LT at the game um, and that he even would embrace the fact that people are saying that and comparing Micah to him. The other part is, LT about to see, I think, what what we've all been seeing. And that's Micah Parsons is the closest thing we've seen to him from an athletic standpoint and how he's able to dominate games. Now, I get very, I'm, I'm very cautious, man, of, of when people talk about you know, he's the next Lawrence Taylor. That's that's hard for me to listen to because Lawrence Taylor was not only the greatest defender as we as we think about it, he also did it forever, right? And that's what we're waiting on to see for Michael. Like, how long will you be able to do this? Now, what we see talent-wise, what he's doing in games, how he's impacting games from the defensive spot, especially in the offensive league, it's fair to have that type of assessment based off the performances that we've seen. But when you get in the GOAT conversations and he's as good as LT or, you know, he's as good as um, Reggie White or Bruce Smith, the way those guys impact the games for the longevity, mm-hmm. it just be hard for me to say that, bro, because I've been on record as saying I never thought that it would be a greater defender than Lawrence Taylor ever to play in the league again by how long and the impact that he had and the things that he was doing off the field didn't lend itself to him being that damn good. So Micah has it all, bro. Speed, he has the strength. He's winning 31% of his pass rushes. That's unheard of. And he rushes less than all of the guys that we consider premier pass rushes in this league. I think we should acknowledge the fact that LT himself has said, I'm going to go see what the fuss is about. That alone should tell you how much respect Michael Parsons has garnered at this point. But as far as like him, his name being floated with LT fair from an athletic standpoint and what he's done, let's just be careful because there's still a lot of pressure on that young man based on what LT career was. True story, but we ain't never heard about Lawrence Taylor talking about he need to go see another defensive player up close and personal because he was that damn good. And see, that's why it's, it's that's why it's so important for us to believe that what we're seeing now is trending in that direction yep. when LT gives him that kind of state. No doubt. Marcus, you're the best. We appreciate the time. Thank you. All right, fellas. Thanks, y'all. Have a good one, man. 
Marcus Spears, ESPN football analyst. Some great stuff with him. The Swagoo. Right there. The Love Swagoo. It. Love it, man. Love it. He's the best. His coverage on NFL Live, man. Highly entertaining. And, and if, the, if you're not watching it, I don't know what you're doing. And you're doing pod, it wrong. The podcast with him and Perk is oh, yeah. it's Classic. tremendous. You're going to get some stuff out of there. Oh, absolutely. Come to the front of the congregation. Can I get an amen? <laughs> carry the hell on. There we go. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. As and, we carry the hell on. Yes. <laughs> on ESPN Plus, there is one coach today who is lucky to still have his job. We'll get to that in just moments after Canty tells you about this from FanDuel. Kick off football season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up with promo code PLAY to get in on the action. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't fumble your bag or your chance to win $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You got to stop making those faces, man. I, I didn't make any you face. Gotta, you did make a face. You're inferring something out of my face I'm, that I'm making. No, you made a face, <laughs> which in turn made me bust out laughing. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I was just... You couldn't I, help I yourself. I made a look that was. I, I made a face that was somewhat quizzical. I guess you, you, could you heard say. something that caught your attention, and it just it, it brought a look on your face, like you were puzzled, perplexed, C- even. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Look, that brings out the funnier side in you. It, I guess it does. Yeah, I guess it does. But look, this is just a flat-out bizarre story coming out of Boston with Ime Adoka. So, in case you haven't heard. Here's the story. He is facing disciplinary action from the team 
which is expected to include a significant sus suspension for his role in a consensual relationship with a woman who is a member of the franchise's staff. Now, that apparently is considered a violation of the organization's guidelines. That's a very important sentence to remember. It's a violation of their team rules. Yes. So according to Woj, he is expecting or is likely facing the suspension for the entire upcoming year. Now let's listen to Woj, who also says uh, earlier today on SportsCenter that there's no guarantee after a year about what the future holds for Udoka. There's not going to be any guarantees after a year of what the future might look like for Udoka. This is one of the most promising you know, young head coaching minds in the league. Certainly last season, you know, really cemented himself as a Celtics head coach, again, getting all the way to the NBA Finals before losing uh, to Golden State. But uh, this is a serious matter within mm -hmm. the Celtics. This has been a, a Celtic matter. This has not uh, been uh, probed on the league level. You know, the Celtics are making the decisions on what Udoka's punishment was going to be for his role in this relationship. Now, one thing I cannot take today, guys, I, I don't want to hear about, well, what about this person? And what about that person? And what about what somebody else got? We obviously do not know all of the details of this situation. So as far as comparing suspensions along the way, like I've heard a lot of that with what we saw with uh, Robert Sarver before he decided to sell the team. Yes. And, just in other instances, too, I don't ever like to compare apples and oranges because it doesn't fit. And this is a team matter. Obviously, they very they take very seriously what has happened here. Having said that. If you knowingly violate the rules of a team and you are in a leadership position uh, in that team and you're bringing ill repute, like if it's a scandalous story. These are all things that are that are not good. So you can talk about what about this person? What about this happens everywhere? All that stuff. That's fine. It's their rules. It's their team. It's their coach. They can do what they want to do. Carlin, beyond just sports franchises, most corporations have a strict fraternization policy. Yeah. Like, you, you know, there's a saying, you don't dip your pen in the company ink. You don't get your honey where you make your money. Like, those are things that you just don't do. And for Ime Adoka, it's in black and white in terms of what the Celtics policy is. So they would be well within their rights to terminate his contract. They owe him nothing, Carlin, because he embarrassed the franchise with his actions. He's jeopardized not only his career, but the career of the woman that was an employee of the Boston Celtics as well. So it's a complete embarrassment, and let's take it a step further. We're not just talking about any job in the NBA. We're talking about the Boston Celtics, mm -hmm. one of the most storied franchises in the league history. Scratch that. One of the most storied sports franchises in North America. I mean, being the head coach of the Boston Celtics, yeah, it might not be being the Yankees head coach, the Yankees manager, or the, the Dallas Cowboys it, it's head a top coach, ten job but, in but, sports. but it's one of the top, exactly, it's yeah. one of the top ten jobs in all of sports. Yes. And so you are you're, you basically squandered that opportunity because of your actions and your behavior. It's conduct detrimental to the team. And Carlin, as a black man, I can't help but think about the implications for not only Ime Adoka, but other black head coaches around the NBA, both current and future. This reflects poorly on all of them. 
We all have our prejudices. We all have our biases. I I worry that in the future, when there is an owner that's considering hiring a black head coach, he's going to worry about the behavior of said head coach, especially if the coach has a player background in terms of bringing him in his organization and his behavior and whether or not there would be conduct detrimental that will reflect poorly on the franchise. That is a concern. There were seven black head coaches last year in the NBA. There's 30 of these jobs. So although the NBA is more progressive in the NFL in that regard, mm-hmm. there's still a long way to go when we come to when it comes to equity, equality, when it comes to those opportunities of being a head coach. And Ime Adoka squandered one of them. It's disappointing that he behaved in such a way that reflects poorly on the organization and reflects poorly on coaches. So, and the I mean, just to that point, it's been a it's been a tough enough hill to climb to begin with. And when you have something like that, I can absolutely see where it affects the whole. You have lot. a responsibility. Yeah, you have a responsibility. You have to be above reproach, Carlin. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It, it let's be honest. It it's not a fair and equitable landscape when it comes to black coaches getting these jobs in professional sports. That's what it is. And now you have one. And not only that, you've been wildly successful in your first year. You heard Woj, one of the brightest young minds in all of basketball on the sidelines. If you saw all the superstars who were playing against the Celtics, I still have the image in my head of Durant who could not hug him for longer after that series was over. Carlin, he's well-respected amongst his players. Yeah. Players love him. And, you know, having that cachet as being a former player and being in their shoes, you could understand why they would gravitate toward him, Carlin. But that's why I struggle with why he would behave in this manner. Because you have to understand when you have this job, being the head coach of the Boston Celtics, it's going to come with a heightened degree of scrutiny. Now, and to behave in that way and be so careless in your actions, that's inexcusable, Carlin. It just is. And so the Boston Celtics, I can understand why they would be heavy-handed and why they wouldn't make a commitment to him even after they formally issue the one-year suspension. Carlin, there's been speculation that Idoka could potentially resign. We'll see what happens with that. But I can understand why they would be hesitant to go down that road again because – of such a betrayal of trust in terms of the faith the organization put in him. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. So is Ime Udoka's suspension too much, too little, or right? That's your turn to answer that question. Hit us up on the Canty and Carlin Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is Udoka suspension too much, too little, or just where it should be? That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Phone lines are lighting up. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Too harsh, uh, too little, or perfect suspension here for Ime Udoka. Here's Mike in North Carolina up first on ESPN Radio. Mike, what's going on? Well, Chris, I, I don't know all the ins and outs about the regulations and rules for the NBA teams and how they are different from each other team. And maybe I'm way off base here. But when I first heard this, a year suspension for a consensual relationship with a staff member, I, I called BS. I called BS. I called, hey, they want to get rid of this guy for whatever reason. And you're going to tell me there's never been a, anything like this in the past. It's almost like betting on the game. I don't buy it. I don't. I don't. I think that I feel like the Boston Celtics think we're very stupid for buying what they're trying to sell. That's my opinion, and I may be way off base. I don't buy it for one bit whatsoever. He wins. He had a heck of a season. You're gonna get rid of that when all it comes down to and all that matters is winning. All the things that they put up with players and off the off the court stuff, and you're gonna a consensual relationship. I don't buy it. I don't. Look. I'm I'm going to operate under an assumption here, and a lot of times you're wrong to assume, mm. but I'm going to assume that there is more to this story, and the Celtics don't want a lot of it to get out there, so this is what it is. I'm sure this they're is, trying to protect people's careers and protect people's lives, yes, right? Because yes. you could potentially be talking about somebody else's life being blown up. Mm-hmm. And that's the unfortunate part about this, because this is all about personal conduct, and I don't think there's anybody that's arguing that this has never happened with another head coach in professional sports. No, the pro- of course the not. Problem is it happens it, in everyday the, life the, everywhere. The, the problem is when it rises to the level that could embarrass the franchise, it all of a sudden could potentially affect the bottom line. And there's just much more of a public profile to be in that job and get caught in this kind of situation, at least the part that we know about. But, Carlin, it's in black and white, right? Anytime you join one of these franchises, whether you're a player, whether you're an executive, whether you're a coach, you're handed the guidelines for that organization, the rules in which it's governed. And a part of the rules was this fraternization policy, which says you're not supposed to have these types of relationships with other employees, and Ime Adoka engaged in one of those relationships. Consensual or not, Carlin, it doesn't matter. They are within their rights to suspend him. They're within their rights to fire him if they so choose. This is what always bothers me when you get into these kinds of discussions, not not about this part, but about you know whether some, or not somebody should be fired or whatever. You don't. You, you have the right to work and earn a living. It just doesn't have to be on my payroll if you're not living by my rules. Looks like Ime Adoka is going to get suspended for a year. That, according to Woj, he said earlier that it likely would be in that range for this 
violation of team rules that apparently he was involved in a consensual relationship uh, with another member of the organization, and that was very much against Celtics guidelines. And they have lit up the line, so let's hit it. Let's give you your chance at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Brandon is in New York. He is up next on ESPN Radio. Brandon, what's up? Hi, Ken and Carly. Ken and Carlin, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I originally called in thinking that the punishment was too harsh, being that the information leaked was him getting suspended for his actions rather than the information being leaked that he was actually seeing someone that was a staff member of the Celtics. But after listening to Kenny on that last caller, I, I completely agree that, you know, with the Celtics establishing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone breaking any guideline. So I, I do completely agree with that and that, you know, Ime should have definitely thought this through being in the position that he's in. So Kenny has definitely uh, convinced me otherwise from my initial call. And, B, you're absolutely right, man. There's a standard that you have to uphold when you're in those positions, right, Carlin? Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it's fair because other people can conduct themselves in a manner that's that's not up to that standard. But you can't afford to do that when you're the head coach. And it's a choice that you made to take that job. Well, here's the thing. And you're absolutely right about that part, too, Carlin. But here's the thing. You are the head coach. By default, you are one of the faces of the franchise. Most people know the face of the head coach more so than they know the face of the owner. Am I wrong? No. Exactly. Unless so, you're Jerry Jones. Uh, unless you're Jerry Jones. That's it. Yeah, but that's not a, that's not a good thing. No. Jerry Jones. But here's my point, though. You have to uphold a certain standard when it comes to that. Other people are looking up to you. You have to set the agenda for the entire organization. You have to establish the culture. Your, your personal conduct can't undermine the things that you're trying to build that lead to sustained winning. And I'm sorry, having an inappropriate relationship with another employee in the organization would be one of those things that undermines program building. So that's the reality of the situation, and that's why the Boston Celtics are taking swift and decisive action. I don't blame them for it. Now, what I will say is this. Because Ime is a damn good coach, that's why they're suspending him for a year as, a, as opposed to firing yeah, if him outright. he stunk last year, he'd be out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he took a team to the NBA Finals in his first year as a head coach. They're yeah. saying, you know what, let's give ourselves a beat to think about this, we've got to send a message, suspend him for a year, no guarantee he'll have the job after that year. We're not going to fire him outright, though, because we know he's a damn good coach. Right. And and listen, they shouldn't fire him outright. And if he couldn't coach or if they were bad last year, they probably would. Well, I don't, well, well here, let me be clear about this. I wouldn't have a problem if they fired him outright. Yeah. I wouldn't because that's them sending a message. We ain't well, dealing with this. Yeah, here's my thing. Like, they're they're I, hedging a little bit because they know how good he is. Right. And they might not find another head coach that's as good. Like, again, then I should revert back to what I said earlier. I'm operating under an assumption that there's more going on here. There, there, prob- there, there probably is. I, I would, I, I would, I would have it. I would have trouble believing that there's not. But you can't speculate on it because who knows? Roberts in Montana up next on ESPN Radio. Robert, what's going on? Yeah, how y'all doing today? Outstanding. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, I agree. I mean, it's in the contract. Uh, if it's in their contract to be suspended or fired, absolutely. But what he said about him being a black man and it 
reflects on all black men. We need to get back to the time when we blame the individual, not the race, not the group of people. Uh, I know it's hard, but, you know, we can't just blame it on uh, diversity, inclusion, equity, any of that. Everybody's an individual, and he made the mistake, not the race. Robert, you're absolutely right. I would love to get to that time. We ain't there yet, brother. You're talking about a perfect world scenario. That's not the. That's not where we're at in real world. That's not where we're at in professional sports. Nope. And unfortunately, Ime's actions could potentially affect an owner making the decision on what direction he wants to go based on the coaching candidates that's available to him. And we all have prejudices. We all have biases. And that's the part that bothers me with Ime Adoka being in this position because he is a standard bearer. There are only seven black head coaches in the NBA last year. There are 30 of these jobs. To be clear, I'm not equating any other owner individually with Robert Sarver, but I think we have seen uh, over the last couple of years in particular in ownership circumstances that we do have some people that are not the most enlightened. Fair. And you cannot, unfortunately, operate without an incredibly small margin of error. Yeah, you have to be above reproach when you have these opportunities just to make sure you hold the door open for others following. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.